This is Talkback, 721-1290 or 1-800-568-5309. This is News Talk KGVO, AM 1290 and 98.3 FM, KGVO, Missoula's News and Weather Station. All righty then. Welcome, everybody. It is the Wednesday, December 13th edition of Talkback. Talkback, of course, brought to you by Gomer's Diesel, located at 2400 Palmer Street, uh, U.S. Diesel Parts. Offering customer satisfaction, fast shipping, and a low price guarantee. Also brought to you by Phillips Janitorial, where they offer both residential and commercial cleaning. No job is too big or small for the professionals at Phillips Janitorial. Uh, give them a call today, 406-260-6617. And how about storage for the upcoming new year? Yeah, it's our time to start thinking about that. That's at Y West Storage out of the Y on Two Smokes Way. Here's the number, 406 510 0590 for pricing and important availability and they are making room for you. The views and opinions expressed on TalkBack are not those of the staff, management, or advertisers. All right, it is open phones, ladies and gentlemen, for this first hour of TalkBack. But first, we need to say good morning to uh, Mr. Nick. Any questions and good morning, sir. Good morning. What's happening out there? Uh, nothing exciting. Well, we already have Dave. Oh, we do have yes, Dave. We yes, we have Dave waiting. It, it's open phone, so whatever might be on your mind this morning. <laughs> let's get right to it. Make the, uh, keep the customers waiting. So, Dave, good morning. You're up first on TalkBack. What's up? Yeah, good morning. I'd, I'd like to tell a story. First of all, you know, a lot of Christian moralists support Donald Trump. So I'd like to give him a word of warning. Um, in 1922... Mussolini was appointed prime minister by the king of Italy. And he he didn't really have very much power at the moment. He he was disliked by a lot of people. And uh, so he went to the church. He told them that he would uh, support changing the law to make abortion illegal, uh, divorce illegal, and that he would work for to make a... Excuse me. Catholicism, uh, state religion, and the Catholics loved him, and so he, they looked the other way when he when he paraded around Italy with his girlfriend and his wife at home. They looked the other way when he his black shirt uh, thugs terrorized people, and they even looked the other way as he. Um, had one of his political opponents killed. And, you know, he succeeded in giving everything the Catholics wanted, including um, make, giving the Pope his own country. But uh, when you make a pact with the devil, sometimes it can come back to haunt you. So this is historical fact. And so, and, and, and so you're, 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 you're conflating uh, uh, Mussolini with Donald Trump. Well, history can, <laughs> history, sir. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm sorry. I'm laughing. But, but go ahead, please. Please. Uh, history, I, you're making a point. Go ahead. History rebrides, so be careful. I mean, I'm not saying he is Mussolini. Wow. But uh, it is it is something to be considered, considering well, some of what Trump has said. Well, Dave, uh, at the very least, I appreciate your, your love of research and history. 
Thank you. All right. Thanks for the call. 721-1290 is our number. 1-800-568-5309. All right. What's on your mind? It is open phones today. Uh, actually, for this first hour, so whatever, we're almost up against our first break. But uh, I did note, <clears throat> pardon me, that the Hunter Biden uh, showed up in front of the Capitol building uh, because he was supposed to testify today before all these different committees and made a bunch of statements and then left. So <laughs> I'm not sure if he's taking a page from uh, from President Trump. Anyway, 721-1290 is our number. 1-800-568-5309 is our number. Whatever might be on your mind, it's open phones. And we'll be right back after this quick timeout and... Uh, and see what you have to say. We'll be right back. Is your busy schedule keep? I'm Dennis Bragg with the latest forecast from the Town Square Weather Center. Patchy freezing fog will continue to be a problem every morning for the rest of this week and into the weekend in our western Montana valleys. Most of that hazard will last until late morning, followed by mostly cloudy skies in the afternoon with the occasional sun break, mainly at higher elevation. Wednesday night, we could even see some areas of freezing drizzle into Thursday morning as temperatures will barely reach above freezing into the mid-30s. Overnight lows in the teens. All right, thank you, uh, Dennis. Right now it's 8.13, and we have open phones going on on Talkback this morning, and a whole bunch of folks are calling in. Now, Ron is up first. Ron, good morning, and thank you for holding, sir. What's on your mind? Hi, good morning. Um, so I just want to talk about the Grizzly ticket sales for, for the game this Friday or yes, Saturday. Sir. Yes, sir. Um, so the way I, I understood that it worked was at um, the season ticket holders could get their tickets on up until Tuesday at noon. Right. And then at 5 o'clock, uh, the, um, the general public could go on and, and buy tickets. So I'm, I'm a member of this uh, Montana Grizzlies fan Facebook page. And on this page, one person after another after another said, you know, they went on at 5 o'clock to get tickets, but they were all sold out. Or maybe some people got one or two tickets. And... Uh, now, the, the season ticket holders, yeah, they had no problem getting theirs up until noon on Tuesday. But it seems like between noon and 5, uh, they sold all or most of the tickets to Stub, StubHub or Ticketmaster. At least that's what the rumors are going around on this um, Facebook page, which means that a lot of people that <clears throat> really want to go to the game are not going to get to go now, or they're going to have to pay a lot higher prices, or... And a lot of people from North Dakota are going to be able to scoop up all those uh, tickets, or a lot of them. So I, I don't know what's going on here, but it's really bad for Missoula and the, the Grizz fans. And um, I just hope that we find out and get to the bottom of this so it doesn't happen again. Wow, that, 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 is, that is very disheartening. Uh, man, I tell you. I, I remember the last time North Dakota State was here, right? It was back in 2015. Yeah. And there were a yeah. very, very, very large number of North Dakota State fans oh, yeah. in the stands. I mean, there were thousands of them. Yeah. And not there's anything wrong with that. I mean, yeah, if you get your tickets, you get your tickets. But if, if, yeah. if it's because of some unfair advantage being given, uh, then that's not right. Right. Yeah, I just want to mention what I what I learned on Facebook. So maybe it's true, maybe it's not, but it sure seems that way. I know that a lot of people could not get tickets. So that's kind of sad. But oh. well, thank you for having me. Well, thank you for letting us know. We appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely yeah. be looking into that, Ron. Thank you. 
All right. All right. Yeah, you bet. Let's get uh, Mr. Wingnut on the line. Mr. Nutt, good morning. You're on Talkback. What's on your mind? Well, good morning. I wasn't sure I was going to call in, but Dave kind of set the stage this morning. So as we gather around the uh, Talkback open lines, coffee table, and and throw out our thoughts this morning is, you know, I thought last week was a pretty stellar example of some classic canards and some cognitive dissonance that was on display. And so I'd just kind of like to briefly uh, give a little bit of pushback on that. And the first canard was about, you know, can the U.S. be the, the, we were not the world's policemen. And I think if we look at these canards and in, in the light of Thomas Sowell's recommendations, the three questions we should ask is compared to what, what is the cost, and do you have any hard evidence? But you know, when it comes to being the world's policeman, you know, the facts are somebody is going to be. So compared to what? You know, do we want Russia, China, Brazil, Iran to be the world's policeman? Or would we prefer that you know, Western societies um, be the world's policemen? Uh, and when you think about policemen, you know, I'm, I'm personally thankful that we have policemen uh, locally because they help us live a, a modicum of peaceful lives. The second canard that came up was if we kill the terrorists, it'll just create more terrorists. So I'd ask you, what is the hard evidence for that? And as compared to what? Uh, you know, I'll tell you one thing, that if we kill the terrorist, that terrorist will not be committing any more terrorism. And he will not be inculcating terrorist ideology into his his offspring. Uh, and you know, what, what's the you know compared to what? Uh, do, they, do we let them kill us, uh, or do we just lay there and make snow angels? Uh, and and lastly, as far as the uh, case of cognitive dissonance, we had a gentleman call in and say that the Second Amendment should be restricted to pistols and shotguns. And so my my question about that is, uh, well, what, what if the opponent is using longer-range things like a rifle? Or are you going to be able to protect your wife and children? What if you like to hunt? What if the adjacent property has you know, coyotes that are constantly after the sheep and, and the pets and the chickens and the, you know, your pet dog? And 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 lastly, you know the the origin the original intent of the Second Amendment was that if we had the government get out of control, that it recognized that there may be the need in the future to revisit the revolution. And so, what's strange is the same person who wanted to restrict the Second Amendment to pistols and shotguns was called back later to fret and to worry about Trump instituting martial law. So, you know, here's the cognitive dissonance. Uh, you know, you, you don't want the Second Amendment, and yet the Second Amendment is what would protect you from any uh, such scenario. So that's my thoughts for this morning. All right, Thanks, M- Mr. Nutt, thank you. By the way, just uh, as a quick, uh, as a quick uh, uh, reminder, uh, cognitive dissonance is a mental conflict that occurs when your beliefs don't line up with your actions. And a canard 
is an unfounded rumor or story. In other words, a canard is a lie. So, anyway, we're going to come right back. 721-1290 is our number, 1-800-568-5309. Catherine and Tim are both waiting to visit with us. We'll be right back after this. All right, crew, let's get her dug. Honey, you want to give me a hand? I'm planting that tree, remember? No matter how large or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban or rural, you must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one-call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. You must call 811 at least two to three business days before any digging project so you can avoid hitting our essential buried utilities. This includes natural gas and petroleum pipelines, electric, communication cables, and water and sewer lines. So before you do this or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811. Brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, We'll probably stay together. Probably? (laughs) It's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, Okay, tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. And we are back on Talkback. 721-1290 is our number. It's open phones. And by the way, at 9 o'clock this morning, we'll be visited here in studio by uh, Attorney General Austin Knudsen. He'll be taking your calls there as well. So Catherine has been waiting very patiently. Catherine, thank you for your patience. What's going on? What's on your mind? Yeah, good good morning. I sent you a copy of this. Uh, It's an article from the New York Post about... um, the C- the COP28 conference in Dubai that just finished. Okay. And uh, the uh, uh, the Biden uh, administration announced it will stop production of all new coal, coal plants in the United States. And this uh, comes uh, as the uh, EPA says it will impose new power plant emission regulations that are impossible for coal plants to comply with so there's going to be no more coal and then the there's also new rules to sharply reduce methane from the oil and natural gas industry um so essentially what that will mean is that about um 60 percent of uh america's electric power generation will go away probably this next year so um it's, it's uh, <laughs> the Biden administration also wants to nearly double the demands on the electric grid network at the same time it wants to shut down more than half of the nation's power generation. Um, and couple that, of course, with getting rid of the dams that provide hydrogen power or, you know, um, hydro, right. hydropower. Hydropower, right. Um, right. 
uh, people like John Kerry, who likes to fly around the world all the time with uh, his private planes, uh, is advising that Americans will have to become less reliant on cars, switching to mass transit or bicycles instead. Um, this is not going to make global CO2 emissions at all different. Uh, that's because China isn't uh, doing anything, isn't playing, as, this, as the article says, isn't playing in this climate change sandbox. And the uh, Chinese who did um, did go to this conference, and it wasn't the president of China, were adamant that climate change concerns aren't going to interfere with Beijing's grandiose economic expansion plans. That's a direct quote. Uh, so the coal plants and mines we shut down in Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Wyoming are being replaced two or three times over by newly built coal-fired plants in coal-fired plants in India and China. So we shut down one plant; they bring online two, two or three new ones. So um, I guess we're going to jump off the, the cliff, and um, I don't know what's going to happen, and I don't know whether I want to be around for it anyway. <laughs> so. Well, it's That's all that I had to say. It is it is very interesting to to think of how I mean it, it's it's such a wonderful dream uh, that uh, we'll be able to uh, you know just be able to uh, heat our homes and do everything we need to do without having all that nasty pollution, whether it's natural gas or whether it's uh, coal or whatever it might be. Um, however, the the technology for battery storage is. Probably decades, at least decades away yep. from being from being realized uh, of, of being able to you know produce the electricity. But how do you store it, right? Uh, exactly. Anyway, and so uh, yeah. I'm not sure what we're supposed to do uh, except pay well, exorbitantly high uh, uh, power prices. Yeah, we're also supposed to starve because uh, this is going to affect food uh, production drastically, um, and. We have we have cleaner coal plants than China does, by the way. So um, this is going to cost us our entire country, basically. Um, and it's coming probably in the next year. So we'll see if anybody can put a stop to it. Well, can, can, I, can, I, can I ask a, a really stupid question? Do elections matter? <laughs> I don't know. We've got so many idiots in charge of, of every single aspect of our governments and NGOs that seem to think that this is uh that this is the direction that we should be going. Um I don't I don't know. I really don't know. Catherine, thanks and for the call. And listen, but we hope you feel better. Oh <laughs> thanks. I got this cold that's going around, so well, you know you take you that's take it goes. you take care of yourself. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it, ma'am. All right. Uh, let's get uh, Colonel Tim Garnaby on the line. Colonel Tim, good morning. You're on Talkback. What's on your mind, sir? Oh, good morning. Hello, Peter and Nick. Uh, yes. Uh, Merry Christmas and uh, go Grizz. Anyway, uh, what I need to talk about is I haven't uh, read a poem for a while. Go but, for it. Uh, yeah, what happened is uh, we had a game... Uh, I was pretty had lots of material uh, here a few weeks ago, and so I had to put some few things together, and so I made up a poem. So here we go, and the name of the poem is "No Means Go, Joe." <clears throat> here it goes: Delaware in the snow, Grizz at home, 
bad enough, your woe. D. Crooked Joe is a Delaware giant, a senator, and VP, but now he's told to go. Grizz of Montana made the blue hens blush. Crooked Joe was not the only pride. Now ESPN was the spotlight on the Delaware side. Big fan base and Clifton McBride made the West cheer for the Grizzly side. They come out of the tunnel with spirit and life. Grizz going to cook some blue hen and feed to someone's wife. With a pass and a run, the Grizz make fans cheer and cannon boom. You see, it's fate that Grizz going to show up in Delaware and Crooked, Go- Crooked Joe that the people can win. The Congress say the FBI has volumes of yours and Hunter's ugly sin. The Grizz confirmed the consensus, and the people want you out of the Oval Room. Confirmed so greatly on national TV, Delaware and Joe have heard the loud Grizz cannon boom. Now Crooked Joe resigned with some honor and leave the good people PDQ and soon. The end. All right, Tim. Colonel Tim, always a pleasure to visit with you, sir. Listen, you you and your family have a wonderful, wonderful holiday season, sir. Thank you. All right. You take care. We're going to come right back. We have Nancy and Jeff both waiting to visit with us. It's open phones. Whatever might be on your mind this morning. 721-1290 is our number. 1-800-568-5309. Back after this. I'm Dennis Bragg with the latest forecast from the Town Square Weather Center. Patchy freezing fog will continue to be a problem every morning for the rest of this week and into the weekend in our western Montana valleys. Most of that hazard will last until late morning, followed by mostly cloudy skies in the afternoon with the occasional sunbreak, mainly at higher elevation. Wednesday night, we could even see some areas of freezing drizzle into Thursday morning as temperatures will barely reach above freezing into the mid-30s. Overnight lows in the teens. Hey, we're back. This is Talkback. 721-1290 is our number. 1-800-568-5309. Nancy has been waiting the longest. Nancy, good morning and thank you for holding. Please go ahead. And good morning to everyone. Uh, I just want to point out that we modern humans, uh, we retain our prehistoric caveman's uh, survival instincts. And uh, this this means that we're always going to be able to um, spot out our predators and prey, and we're always going to take up some kind of self-defense in order to, um, for our own survival. I mean, this, there's nothing abnormal about that, and it's the same way with using guns or uh, weapons in war. I mean, I, I don't like war any more than anybody else, but it, it seems to be uh, just the way that, that we're made up. Um, but I just, uh, you know, we're in the fourth industrial revolution right now, and we have a wonderful future ahead of us uh, um, with artificial intelligence. I, I don't fear AI at all. And it's going to make life a lot easier and uh, simplify uh, government and uh, make a lot of good decisions. I mean, AI is being used today in all kinds of uh, science. Uh, they can even communicate with, with whales now, and, and we're just forging ahead in this. So just don't fear, and uh, I mean, we're going to survive one way or the other. I, I don't know why people panic about, about um, you know, the climate change and all this other BS. It's, there's been a lot of extinctions uh, on Earth, and life always finds a way to uh, come back. So just don't worry about it and just have faith, and, and we'll move along. 
All right, Nancy. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, well, I, well, you know, I you, worry about something we have no control over. I mean, that's uh, that's the way it is. I mean, Earth is over four billion years old. I mean, that's. We'll be okay. We're going to survive one way or the other. Nancy, you realize, of course, you're putting talk shows out of business. Well, yeah. <laughs> that might be a good thing. Oh, well, thanks a lot. All right. Nancy, thanks well, for the th- thank- no, no, Okay, you guys have a great day. Th- thank you for the call, ma'am. Appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Uh, Jeff is up next. Jeff, good morning. You're on Talkback, sir. What's up? Hey, good morning. Uh, you know, I'm... Piggybacking on something uh, Catherine said, that uh, folks don't realize that with China having so many coal-fired plants, that means that their electric vehicles are made with coal, (laughs) and the the electricity that powers them is generated by coal. So they really have coal-powered vehicles. They've just made them more expensive by getting rid of some intermediate steps. So it's really ridiculous when you stop to think about it that we're going to do that. You've had a guy named Robert Bryce on, on the show before a while back. And I've been following him on uh, Substack, and he just put out an, uh, uh, an article today that said that uh, electrification means that uh, your cost of energy is going up. And, uh, you know, it, well, as, we're, as it's going up and as it's harder and harder to build plants, we, uh, we tear down dams and make it even more expensive. You know, you talked about cognitive dissonance earlier. That seems to me the height of it. And uh, uh, a guy, another guy I follow, Jordan Peterson, you may have heard of him. Yes. Uh, yeah, he uh, he had a quote recently that I love. He said that, uh, that hubris is the cardinal sin of the intellect. And, uh, and, you know, people who think they know don't. And that includes me. I mean, I've, I've spent a large part of my life thinking I had a lot of answers and I've realized that I don't. I have more questions than answers. Um, but uh, I'll just leave you with something he said about the Oppenheimer movie. He said that, uh, that he thought that uh, he could work with his intellect and his superiority. And, and what he ignored was his, uh, was his uh, innate sinfulness and, uh, and limitations. So... Uh, you know, the whole whole Oppenheimer movie was built around that, that we think we know more than we do. We think we can do more than we do. We think that we can have, we have the answers to things, and really we don't. We have to have a lot of humility around that. Oh, that That is the opposite of hubris. Uh, hubris, of course, excessive pride, uh, excessive self-confidence, and, and humility is, well, humility is humility. Yeah, so uh, I, I am, that that is... I probably have that as one of my cardinal sins. I have many of them, but I, I will freely confess to a lot of hubris in my lifetime, and I'm trying to get better about that. Well, Jeff, it's always a pleasure, and thank you. Uh, thank you for being a human. We appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the best I can with being a human. So. Uh, yeah, so, so, so say all of us. <laughs> appreciate it, man. Thanks for the call. All right, we're, we we are uh, almost up again. Well, I'd say it's a minute away from a break. We have 
all of our phone lines open uh, for the next oh, 18 minutes or so. And then, of course, our Attorney General Austin Knutson will be joining us here in the studio answering your questions. He's got a lot of very important things to talk about as well in the one hour he's going to be with us. So uh, whatever might be on your mind this morning, uh, give us a call. We talked about a lot of things so far. We talked about electricity. We talked about uh uh, you know, grizzly tickets and uh, how all of a sudden they've tripled or fourpled. Is that a word? Sure. For, for, fourpled in price or, or whatever it is. <sighs> anyway, whatever might be on your mind, give us a call. 721-1290. We'll be right back after this. Spoiled soup. Hey, welcome back. This is Talk Back. It's open phones. Uh, 721-1290 is our number. And we still have about, oh, 17 minutes or so. And the phone lines are clear. So if you have a question or a comment, please give us a call at 721-1290. So, Nick, uh, the, the, uh, okay, the, the, the first question out of the box this morning mm-hmm. was, was about, uh, tickets for the, the Grizzly North Dakota State game. Mm-hmm. And which is the national semifinal, by the way. And, uh, uh, for, for those who were trying to purchase tickets, evidently, uh, what, what we heard from one of our callers was that, uh, it, it, when the, when the tickets went on sale to the general public, uh, all of a sudden, uh, was it second, third party? Yeah, third party sites like, party you know, sites, StubHub, yeah. Ticketmaster, right. um, all those type, types of, types of ticketing sites. I mean, it's, Allegedly, I mean that this happens. This happens anytime. Kind of tickets go on sales. So that's how sites like that function. That's how they make their money. They buy up available tickets and then they sell them, you know, for three times, sometimes more face value. Um, but a lot of Grizz fans had issues accessing the site. I mean, tried to buy them right at five o'clock. You right, know, right. jumped right in. You know, site was crashing, wasn't working, and just couldn't get tickets, period. And so, but if you look on those sites, I mean, I was looking at, um, what was it? I think it was StubHub last night, and they only had like 113 available tickets. So it's really not that many in the grand scheme of things. And so, um, but the way these sites work is, you know, they're developed to just buy the tickets right away. So... You know, I, I don't know. We, we have season tickets. So, you know, we, we were lucky enough to get our tickets early. Right. Um, but, uh, the university Montana Grizzlies on X said, you know, Grizz fans, we understand the frustration many of you are experiencing. All remaining tickets have been put online, including some partially obstructed view seats. Uh, there's a very limited number that will go very quickly. So, so yeah, I'm, I mean, it's, it's just kind of a mess right now, but there's a lot of finger pointing and, upset Grizz fans, and we're kind of just trying to figure out what's going on. You bet. All right, let's uh, let's get some more calls in. 721-1290 is our number, 1-800-568-5309. By the way, if you haven't yet, uh, if you haven't downloaded the KGVO app, I hope you'll do that, because with the app comes the opportunity to message us. You can hit that button, don't have to worry about the phones, and we'll be happy to get that uh, comment right on the air. I believe Emmett's waiting to visit with us. Yep, yep. Okay. <laughs> he, he wasn't ready before. Well, he wasn't so. ready. All right. Emmett, go. Emmett, good morning. Are you ready, sir? Well, yeah. Um, I call, tried to call, but no one answered. Oh, okay. Sorry. Well, there, there we are. What's on your mind, sir? Okay. Well, a couple of things. Um, I'd like to respond to Nancy's call, the one about AI and being positive about the future. Well, as someone I believe in biblical end-time prophecy, I'm a lot more doom and gloom. I think... AI could be the absolute destruction 
of our race. I mean, if you ever saw the Terminator movies, that was AI. The computers formed intelligence and turned against us and enslaved us with artificially intelligent machines. Um, you know, you, you've read the book of Revelation, you know, the beast and the Antichrist. There was always something that as a kid that confused me, an image of the beast that moved and sp spoke. I thought, what's this? We might have the capability of, with AI intelligence to have a statue that moves and speaks. It's very frightening. I think we are an end times prophecy. Um, I think we are at the end times. And, well, you know, we it, have the... Emmett, Emmett, if I can just interrupt here, uh, you wouldn't need a statue. AI speaks... Right through your computer, you don't have. It doesn't have to have an, an entity of any kind. It just is what it is, and uh, it is growing exponentially. Uh, some people see it as uh, what one of the great boons to mankind, uh, perhaps uh, cures to diseases, all that kind of stuff. Others see it as uh, a threat to our uh, our our existence as as human beings, being able to make our own decisions to guide our own lives. Yes, and it is a possibility that COVID vaccine was par partially developed with AI. So it is a double-edged sword. We might not have had a vaccine so quickly. Um, no, I, d I don't believe in the conspiracy facts about the vaccines because I've taken the COVID vaccines and others, and I'm fine. But, I, you know, I think we are in the end times. We can destroy ourselves with nuclear war. War should not be a part of humanity's equation. God created us to be peaceful. Mankind, of course, fell, but war is an absolutely horrible uh, thing. Um, so I wanted to, but also I'm kind of disturbed about, and I was thinking about this, the impeachment of Joe Biden. I know a lot of people are probably cheering about this, but I thought that the impeachment of a president was one of the gravest duties he ever had, the most solemn things, where the world stops. It seems every president, is, you know, since Bill Clinton has practically been under the threat of impeachment or been impeached because the other party doesn't like them. The whole world should stop turning when you uh, file articles of impeachment and then it moves to a trial in the Senate. And you should, I thought um, um, Rob Nadelson pretty much said that it can only be high crimes and misdemeanors. I wonder if what Hunter Biden or Joe Biden is facing is high crimes and misdemeanors, such as lying under office, lying under oath like Bill Clinton did, or let's say selling um, military secrets to foreign power like Russia. That would constitute an impeachable offense. But I don't want us to be in a situation where we always impeach a president because we don't like his politics or that he's a Democrat or Republican because um, – Kamala Harris would just replace Biden if he was convicted and thrown out of office. So, I mean, I, I, I guess that's, those are my thoughts for the day, you know. But I didn't even know AI could come through your computer screen and speak to you. That's a nightmare. Am I dreaming? I, I have never experienced it myself. I've never, I've never asked for it. But Emmett, thanks for the call. Yeah, that's, that's frightening. I hope it's not. Not. I hope I'm dreaming. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Right, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, Steve is up next. Steve, good morning. You're on Talkback. What's on your mind, sir? Yeah. Hey guys. Um. I first of all, I just want to say I I absolutely adore Emmett. I love hearing him call in, and I love his commentary. He brings a smile to my face whenever. I hear him on this radio show, and so I called in because I thought I, I might have a show idea for you, Peter and Nick, and that is perhaps, you know, there, there are these 
steadfast callers like Emmett, like uh, my good buddy Skip, like Jeff, like Dave, uh, et cetera, I think you guys should have these folks in the studio and have sort of a show where you interview each of them or maybe some sort of roundtable or something like that. I think the content that would come out of something like that would, would just be phenomenal, and uh, you ought to consider it. That's thing one. Thing two, real quick, again, I apologize to harp on this property tax issue, but whether you're a Democrat or Republican, it doesn't matter. We need lower property taxes. We need lower income taxes to support our families. And uh, I would just really strongly encourage everyone listening out there to contact your local legislative representative. It takes a couple of keystrokes on the computer to find their email address. Let them know that you're going to remember if they don't vote yes for the special session and that you will vote against them or support other candidates fiscally uh, or, or just support-wise in the next election. It's imperative that they do their jobs, represent us, get their butts in there, stop blaming each other, and come up with some solutions to lower our taxes so that folks like you, Peter, and, and you, Nick, and everyone else listening can keep more of their hard-earned money and not let the state keep it. They're operating at a surplus. Give us our money back. All right. Thanks, guys. Steve, thanks for the call. Same to you, sir. We're going to come right back. We have Sean waiting to visit with us. We're going to come right back after this quick timeout. Uh, stay with us. And, of course, at 9 o'clock this morning, Attorney General Austin Knutson here in the studio. 1290 is our number, 1-800-568-5309. Just real quickly, uh, as the public address announcer at the at the at the stadium um for football uh i remember one of the announcements i read and uh, hopefully everybody heard uh was the the that and once the game was over and the grizzlies had been victorious uh that the tickets would go on first of all the season ticket holders would have their opportunity for a certain amount of time and then the for the general public the tickets would be on sale for $35 that that was the announcement that we made however uh, uh, well, what happens when uh, when capitalism jumps in there, uh, Nick? <laughs> so, hey, I said they're going three times the value. StubHub, the cheapest seats are ninety four dollars right now. Okay, sorry, right. it's and yeah, I haven't looked at the others, but yeah, that's that's the whole point of these sites. It's how they get you. You bet. All right, let's get Sean on the line. Sean, good morning. You're on Talkback. Hi. Hey, good morning, fellas. How are you doing this Excellent. morning? What's on your mind, good. sir? Well, I just uh, read a report on Missoula Talks uh, dated December 13th, 2023, and apparently it's got an article in here that says Missoula City Council members refused to stand for the flag. Um, a couple, a couple, of, them, a couple of them combat. did. A couple of them did, yes. Yep, absolutely. I just, you know, as a veteran, I've got to say that I'm absolutely disgusted and appalled by them. And I'll just leave it at that. And I just would like to hear from other viewers and uh, see what their thoughts are on it. All right. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it, sir. Uh, Skip is up next. Skip, good morning. You're on Talkback. What's up? Hey, good morning, Peter. And um, I, I just wanted uh, Steve to know that I totally agree with him on all the things he said, except he left out Maryland. Uh, and I think Steve himself should be included in that group he was speaking about on a program. However, I agree with every single thing that Steve was saying about taxes, except whether we should have a special session. And I hope that when Austin comes on in a little while that he gets into that himself. I don't want to be asking him a question about that because I have a different question for him about our Supreme Court. So I hope that he can deep dive a little into whether a special session is going to solve a problem previous to 
the regular legislative session, which will be coming up next January, uh, a week from uh, um, a year from this January. So therefore, uh, I I I really care about all the same things as Steve does, and I really hope that we can get to the bottom of it. But please learn about what can happen in a special session that, that can get really stupid. Uh, other than uh, attending to the subject that it was that it was called for. So thank you, and I hope I can call in later and talk to uh, Austin. Well, thank he's you. he's he's already here uh, with with uh, the folks that he travels with, and so he'll be definitely joining us uh, in the nine o'clock hour. Seven two one twelve ninety is our number, by the way. Uh, if you'd like to talk with Austin, we o- only have about uh, two minutes or so. Uh, before we have to go to our hard break at the top of the hour. So we really don't have time to give uh, any other callers uh, the uh, proper amount of time to uh, to uh, uh, get their points across. But, yeah, so some of the things that we have talked about this morning include uh, the whole energy situation, uh, what, what's going on uh, with the Biden administration and trying to shut down all the coal and gas plants and just go strictly with electricity and how if uh, that is supposed to be working. So we've had, we talked about that. Of course, one of the biggest problems locally, I should say issues locally, is what's going on with uh, tickets for the Montana Grizzlies uh, semi, uh, the semifinal game against North Dakota State. Uh, yeah, uh, they, 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 went, they went on sale, I guess it was, was it Sunday? Sunday for season ticket holders? Yeah. Uh, something like that. Yeah. yeah. They, they, season ticket holders had until, Tuesday at noon right, right. To, to buy tickets and then general public, they're supposed to have uh, their their fair shake at 5 o'clock yesterday. Yes, so. and uh, and the price was supposed to be $35. And as the public address announcer, I, I remember reading that. So, uh, uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't, I don't even know what to say about how that goes uh from our end here in Missoula, so anyway. but you are going to try to contact some people at the university. I, I am, to I am. I'm, get I've, to the bottom I've, of this. I, I've got texts into uh, to several people so far and uh, haven't heard back, but it's early, so hopefully we'll be able to get some answers and find out exactly what happened and why. So we'll we'll be working on that. So stay with us, uh, Austin Knutson, our Attorney General, coming up after the top of the hour. Coming up right after this. This is Talkback, 721-1290 or 1-800-568-5309. This is News Talk KGVO, AM 1290 and 98.3 FM, KGVO, Missoula's news and weather station. Welcome, welcome ladies and gentlemen, it's hour number two of Talkback and Talkback this morning brought to you by our friends over at Y West Storage, located out at the Y, obviously, on 7099 Two Smokes Way. Pricing and availability, get that at 406-510-0590. They're making room for you. Also brought to you by Gomer's Diesel, our newest sponsor. U.S. Diesel Parts, customer satisfaction, fast shipping, and low price guarantee. Located out at 2400 Palmer Street. And by Phillips Janitorial, residential and commercial cleaning. Nobody does it better and no job is too big or small for Phillips Janitorial. Here's their number, 406-260-6617. The views and opinions expressed on TalkBack are not those of the staff, management, or advertisers. Okay, welcome back, everybody. We are honored to have with us uh, uh, Attorney General Austin Knutson. Good to see you. Happy to be here, and you're not that honored, my friend. (laughs) 
Well, you still honor the honorable. <laughs> anyway. That's what they tell me. I never feel that honorable. All right. Well, the phone lines are open for, for Austin Knutson if you have a question or comment. But, Nick, you brought something up the minute he walked in the door. Go ahead. Uh, well, Austin brought it up because I was asking him why he was uh, visiting Missoula because um, we always love when he's in the studio. And I know you're doing some things with MVD, and we were talking a little bit about the kind of strides we've made with that and uh, specifically here in Missoula. Yeah, I mean, this isn't the flashiest thing I get to talk about, but it really is one of the most important. I mean, everybody has to deal with the motor vehicle division. You got to go get an ID. You got to get a driver's license. If you got to go license a vehicle, everyone's got to do it. Everybody hates it. I mean, one thing I've heard over and over. When you have I'm to ta- schedule the whole day, right? And, 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 and that's what I've heard everywhere I go. They, you know, I'll be talking about drugs or crime, and people will go, yeah, that's terrible. But, man, I had a terrible time at MVD yesterday. And so we started digging into this, and what we found is the reason that the lines were so long and the reason the appointments were so far. I mean, COVID was a huge part of it. But we had about a 15-year-old computer system. Guys, you know how fast technology changes. I mean, even just in here, right? I, I mean, can you imagine if you were still you having to use the equipment that you were using from 15, 20 years ago in here? I mean, it, it, it's just not functional. And so that's what we found at MVD. It was an old computer system. It was very antiquated. It was slow. It would crash. And when it would crash, it'd crash the whole state. So that's not conducive to customer service. That makes people really cranky. Uh, it makes staff cranky. It's not good for MVD staff morale. So we've got a brand new computer system. We just rolled it out last month. It is already so awesome. I've been, in the last three days, I've been at at, at three different motor vehicle division exam stations just checking in. Average transaction time from start to finish around the state, eight minutes. There's appointments available at most of the stations today. You maybe can even walk in. I mean, that was unheard of just a month and a half ago. You were having to schedule months out. So... Huge strides. Um, it, it, we're, we're improving the process so much, but I'm really, really proud of Motor Vehicle Division. I do remember uh, when, when I was getting my driver's license renewed uh, at my advanced age. Uh, anyway, um, and I'm sitting there because I had my appointment, and somebody walked in uh, without an appointment, walked up to the desk and said, uh, can I just make... She just looked up and she went, these people have been had reservations a week ago <laughs> so. probably months ago honestly <laughs> and I mean, she was really nice but uh, i'm sorry i'll be happy to take your name down we can contact you when we have yeah. an opening that's yeah. Sort of thing. yeah and and the great thing now is also you can do a lot of the stuff online right like why we, we do everything on our smartphones now right. why, why can't we re- renew our driver's license on our smartphones the answer is you can most of the stuff now we're moving digital uh, you can you can do just about everything online now. So again, we're just trying to improve customer service. That's what we're about. Except the driver's test. <laughs> the driver's test. We're going to make you come in. Sorry. And and the vision test too, right? Some of the, some of the things we have to do in person, but right. but a lot of it. I mean, we're, where we've digitized it and made it online, we we we've done it exactly. Well, your wish has come true, Austin. Uh, our friend Skip uh, is first in line. As I, he always it wouldn't is. be talk back if uh, Skip wasn't and, calling. And, uh, both the governor and you. So uh, so Skip, good morning. You're on with Austin. Can and please go ahead. And thank you, Peter. And I appreciate coming on early because I've got to be at, at meetings of different boards for the county all day long. And I was hoping I could uh, ask Austin a question. Uh, and I hope that during the, this, this hour that you're on, you'll give your ideas of what's going on with our tax situation 
and whether it, whether you're up or down about a special session for many different reasons. Meanwhile, I wanted to ask you about our state Supreme Court, which we have two openings that are coming up probably on our on our ballot uh, because one constitutional initiative got left on the table with a shiny die uh, at, at the last session. And, and that would have been the governor appointing uh, if we if we had uh, a ballot issue that passed that let him do that. The governor would have been appointing a couple of of our uh, Supreme Court justices. And if I'm incorrect, please correct that. However, we have two openings. Do you know anybody, sir, that's stepping up to the plate that, that's, uh, I'll say, the right thinker to, to uh, run for those two positions? And thanks for showing up and, and taking our calls. To, to tell you what, I want to give you plenty of time to answer sure. that question because it's a very important one. So we're like less than 30 seconds away from a break. So we're going to come right back. And by the way, the phone lines are open. If you have a question for Montana's Attorney General, Austin Knutson, he's here in the studio to answer those questions for you. That's why he's here. So we're going to come right back after this quick time out. Locally owned since night. I'm Dennis Bragg with the latest forecast from the Town Square Weather Center. Patchy freezing fog will continue to be a problem every morning for the rest of this week and into the weekend in our western Montana valleys. Most of that hazard will last until late morning, followed by mostly cloudy skies in the afternoon with the occasional sunbreak, mainly at higher elevation. Wednesday night, we could even see some areas of freezing drizzle into Thursday morning as temperatures will barely reach above freezing into the mid-30s. Overnight lows in the teens. Okay, we are back on Talk Back. Uh, we are privileged to have with us uh, Attorney General Austin Knutson here, here in the studio. And uh, Skip had some interesting questions about the Supreme Court. Very good question, Skip, and I appreciate that. So you're right. We're going to be voting for two Montana Supreme Court justices next year at, at, on the upcoming election. Um, for you listeners, the Montana Supreme Court is made up of seven justices. There's there's six associate justices and then the, the, the chief justice, and, and we specifically elect our chief justice. That's one of the ones that's going to be up. Uh, we're going to have two vacancies. We've got we've got the the chief justice Mike McGrath and then uh, Justice Dirk Sandifer. They're both not running for re-election. So two vacant seats. Um, Skip. Yes, there are four candidates. There's two running for the chief justice spot. There's two running for the associate justice spot. Um, I'm I'm fairly familiar with most of the candidates. Um, I'll tell you the one I'm most excited about is 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 the chief justice. I mean that that's an important position that he that the, the, the he or she the chief justice appoints all the committees, uh, does a lot of the administration of the court, kind of helps direct the court. So that that's an important one. Um, the candidate I'm most excited about is Corey Swanson. Corey, uh, I've known Corey for years. He's a he, he's a county attorney in Broadwater County. Very very experienced criminal prosecutor. Uh, he's got a couple of really big, important cases under his belt. He he prosecuted Lloyd Barris, um, who was the the heinous offender who shot and killed a sheriff deputy uh, down there in in uh, in Broadwater County. Um, Corey's uh, he's he's got experience in the attorney general's office under the under the previous administration. He, he's he's a good lawyer. Uh, he's a young guy. He's he's a full bird colonel in the in the in the Montana National Guard. Uh, so ton of leadership experience there. Um, he he's the one I'm most excited about for for the Supreme Court. And one one would think that um, <laughs> the the deadly word of politics with a capital P would not play a part in uh, something like the the judicial section of of our 
uh, of our government. But unfortunately, it does. It does. I mean, anyone that tells you that the that the judiciary is is not politically biased, I, I mean, that that's just naive. I mean, of course they are. These are political people. They have they have their own internal beliefs. No different than you or I do, Peter. Um, the idea is when you take the bench and, and when you hear a case, you, you you set that aside. Unfortunately, that doesn't always happen. And I'm I'm the first one to tell you that with some of my experiences with the courts in Montana. But um, I'm I, that that is a position, and, and and that's a candidate who I who I think is going to do just a fantastic job. He's he's really shown himself to be a fair across the board prosecutor. He's got a ton of experience in criminal criminal procedure and criminal law. Frankly, that's something that we're really missing on our state Supreme Court. We don't have anybody on the court right now who's got much criminal experience. And I can tell you just with what with what I'm dealing with at the Department of Justice, uptick in crime, uptick in drugs, having somebody on the court who actually has been around that procedure, who's actually prosecuted that stuff and dealt with criminal procedure, that's pretty valuable. What one what, what of the things that has really has really come to the forefront uh, lately? We just talked about it before you got here. Was uh, a, a possible special session to deal with property taxes? There are there are two schools of thought. Uh, yes, let's do it now, get it over with. Uh, they can just get in there, get her done, and get back out. Uh, another is wait for the spe- with the legislative session coming up a year a little year and a half from now, uh, and, and that way the the entire legislature can deal with it. What what are your views? Well, I think there's even a third school of thought, okay. which is uh, the, the the system we have now is just fine. Leave it alone. I don't subscribe to that, but I, I mean, certainly within I, I would say my side of the aisle to, to the right on, on the Republican side, there's pretty wide consensus. We got to do something about property taxes. Um, the state's got a big surplus, and and you know the the counties are fighting. What do we need to collect all this? I'm of the opinion, and and it's just that's my opinion because I don't really have a dog in this fight. Um, I run the Department of Justice, but but you pay property. Taxes. I pay property taxes. Mine has certainly <laughs> gone up, um, particularly now that I own property in in Lewis and Clark County. Um, I am of the opinion that I I think a special session would probably help. I I don't think waiting until twenty five is the answer. Yes, special sessions have have some expense, but I mean this is this is exactly what we have a special session for. When you have things like this that come up and and are kind of pressing, and people are are upset about them and excited about them. You can come in for the limited special session. You can probably do it in a couple of days and 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 do something. Um, now, obviously, that's my opinion. The governor's office doesn't agree. They they want to they want to study this some more and they want to they want to get a good look at it and get get stakeholders involved and come in in the twenty five regular session. Um, that's certainly valid too. But I I if it was me, I think I'd come in. All right. Let's get uh, let's get right to the phone. Say good morning to Len. Len, good morning. You're on with Attorney General Austin Knudsen. Please go ahead, yeah, sir. Yeah, good morning. Well, I'm going to beat the same old drum again. That's this highway down here between Missoula and 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 uh, Stevensville. This thing needs to have something done to it, and I I've talked about it for months, and it's still the same old thing. These people are nuts out here. They drive like maniacs, and there's nobody stops them. They, we keep having wrecks out here. They had a big pile up here when we had the first snow down on Bass Creek. I think 15 cars were in that. And it's because they're going too doggone fast, and it don't seem like we can slow them down in Montana. I don't get that on why they think they have to drive 70 miles an hour everywhere they go, and they're doing 80 and 90. 
You can't get out on this highway. It's it's a death trap. I'm scared to even let my wife go to the store. And nobody does. I went to the meeting that they had here a week or so ago on the highway. It's going to be the same old thing over and over again. They aren't going to do one doggone thing to to stop that traffic from going that speed limit. They want to keep it going that speed, and that's the only thing they've got on their mind. No stop signs, stop lights, anything to control that traffic and slow it down. 93 going south of Missoula is is pretty crazy, Len. I, I agree with you. I, I was on it yesterday. Now, I have to tell you, I drove it yesterday. I, w- I went down to Stevensville. I went down to Hamilton and met with the sheriff. I met two Montana Highway Patrol officers, uh, troopers, uh, on that on that's that drive. Unusual. Uh, yep, I, yeah, that's I, and, unusual. and maybe that's true. Um, I, I got to tell you, I've got 200, uh, roughly 240 Highway Patrol troopers for the entire state. Uh, and, 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 and they work two shifts. So that means when, when half of them are sleeping, the other half are out there. So cut that in half. I, there's 120 roughly covering the entire state. It's a big state, a lot of highway. Um, I've gone to the legislature and, and asked them for some more highway patrol troopers. I think we could definitely use them, whether it's, whether it's traffic, whether it's accidents, speeding, honestly, drug interdiction. That, that's where I really need them because they do a lot of our drug interdiction for, for illegal drugs coming into the state. Um, the legislature, but, did, you know, they, they, they didn't want to give them to me. So I, that, if we I, could just lower those speed limits down, you know, that that might help. But it doesn't seem to help. We're going through Lolo and Florence. They're still driving 60, 70 miles an hour through those places. That That's you up know, to the, the, the Department of Transportation. I, I don't have the, any legal authority to, to change the speed limits. But I yeah, people drive crazy down 93. I, I agree with you. Yes. Well, and the Department of Transportation, they don't want to do anything about it. I've talked to them. I, I, and they're, when it comes to getting out on the highway for us out here, that we have to make a left-hand turn to get on to go to Florence. No, I can't do it. And they say, well, if you can't get out there, make a right-hand turn, drive three miles down the road to near Trader Brothers down there where you can get on old Highway 93 and make a left-hand turn onto that road so you're only going across one lane of traffic and either come back or go the old highway down to Florence. And, and when you go to the grocery store at Florence, the only way of getting out of that grocery store is making a right turn, go down to the gas station in Florence, go through the gas station, get in the road that go, has a stoplight on it, and come through there and make a left turn. And if I had that business, I'd be madder than hops over that. Uh, the traffic down Anyhow, there, yeah. I appreciate it. Traffic down there is terrible. I, I'm with you. Hang, hang on to that. We're going to come right back. We're up against a break. Thank you for the call, Len. Always good to hear from you. Harry, Sue, and Steve, and Tim are all wanting to visit with uh, with uh, Attorney General Austin Knudsen here in the studio with us. We're going to get as many calls as we can in, uh, starting with uh, right after this. Okay, welcome back. The 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 your, your plate is full, <laughs> Mr. Attorney General. Everybody wants to visit with you, so let's get right uh, right to it here. Uh, Harry is up next. Uh, Harry, good morning. You're on with Austin Knutson. Go ahead, please. Yeah, good morning, Austin. Yeah, last time you were on uh, out here in Missoula, uh, I talked to you, and I apparently I didn't make my uh, question clear because uh, you thought somehow that I was saying they sh- shouldn't prosecute uh, human traffickers. So, but that's not uh, what the point I was making at all. I, I think you should throw the full book at him. But the I, question was that if you are 
putting so much emphasis on deporting illegal immigrants, isn't that because a lot of these people who are trafficking are illegal immigrants? So isn't that sort of I mean, that's one of the threats that they use to hold them under their thumb is that, well, if you go through the cops, you will be deported. So isn't that kind of making it harder on you to put so much emphasis on uh, deportation of immigrants? And uh, if the Pearson does come forward, do you deport them? I mean, if a person is being trafficked and they come forward after they are testified, do you just say, okay, now we we throw you out of the country? Well, Harry, I'm not a Fed. I don't have any legal authority to deport anybody. Even if we do find out they're they're here illegally or, or we suspect they are, all, all I can do is call Customs and Border Patrol. They're the ones who are in charge of that. Uh, so certainly for an investigation, no. I mean, that we we want to we want to prosecute human traffickers. You're right. Oftentimes, if we do have illegals who are who are in the country or or in the state, and they are illegal. Oftentimes, a human trafficker will hold that over their head as a threat to, to keep them under control. You know, don't don't run away. Don't go to the cops because, you know, you're here illegally and, and you'll be deported. That is certainly not something that, that I'm pushing and certainly not something we're doing. We, we, we have made prosecuting human traffickers priority A number one, right up there with fentanyl dealers. Um, so if we've got a victim that comes forward um, – which doesn't happen very often, but it does happen. But if they, if they come forward and, and that, that's not even in our calculus. I mean, we want to prosecute and successfully prosecute human traffickers, not, not just deport people because they, they, we suspect they might be here illegally. I, I don't have that authority. That, that club is not in my bag. Okay, thank you. All right, thanks for the call, Harry. Uh, Sue is up next. Sue, good morning. You're at, thank you for holding. You're on with Austin Knutson. Go ahead, please. Good morning. Yeah, as far as I know, there's two candidates running for Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, and you only mentioned one. So I was wondering if you could mention the other candidate who's running? You you bet I can. Um, The the reason I brought the one up is because the question was, which one do I like? Which one am I excited about? So that's the one. Uh, The other candidate, I don't know nearly as well. Uh, Jeremiah Lynch is his name. Uh, I I think that's his first name. Um, He was a magistrate, a, a federal magistrate judge in Great Falls, I believe, um, quite quite uh, quite up there in age. Uh, that that's a concern that I have. Uh, the, the the other candidate is is I, I think we'll get more mileage out of him. Frankly, he'll be on the court longer. That that that's a concern. But uh, certainly, Judge Judge Lynch, I, I could say, out of Great Falls, former federal magistrate judge. He's also running for chief justice. For the associate justice seat, there's two candidates for that one also. The first one uh, is a a district judge out of the Flathead. His name is Dan Wilson. Uh, The other candidate is also a district judge from northeastern Montana, uh, Judge Kathy Bidegary. So those are the two that are running for the associate spot. Great. Thank you. Thanks for the call, Sue. Appreciate it. And uh, we have time for another call before we take a break. Steve, good morning. You're on Talk Back with Austin Knutson. Go ahead, please. Hey, thanks. Austin, hey, first of all, I, I don't know if enough people tell you this, but I think you're doing a hell of a job. I've called in a couple of times to let you Thank know you. that. It's so refreshing. Yeah, you bet, man. It's so refreshing to hear someone like yourself talk about the importance of, of folks uh, following and folks like yourself enforcing the law. It's it's super refreshing, uh, given that I live in Missoula and they seem to flout that all the time here. Uh, but the... Um, the purpose of my call was when you mentioned the special session 
and you know your opinion that we ought to have one and, and do something about it. I just want to applaud you uh, for your bravery uh, to take that stance. Again, I think it demonstrates the kind of person you are, the kind of individual that you are that's not afraid uh, to buck status quo. You know, I've been having this back and forth with Skip on the on the on this program here for a couple weeks now, and Skip is is like a lot of folks; they just want to follow whatever sort of the the Republican mantra is. And I'll I'll be honest with you, and I tried to tell this to Gianforte one of the last times he was on this program. Folks who vote that way, we're starting to lose faith. We're starting to lose faith in Republicans. Um, And and except for ones that are like the Jebediah Hinkles, the Caleb Hinkles, the Susan the folks like that, who really seem to have the average Montanan's best interest in mind. Um, You know, it, it costs a lot to live here. Property taxes are out of control. And, and what's most insulting about it uh, is that we all know, at least those of us who are smart enough to do the research, know that the state is operating at a surplus, meaning they're taking in more than they actually need to operate. As, and so are the counties, for that matter. And so, you know, we got the Democrats on one side saying it's the Republican fault. It, we got the Republicans on the other side, you know, from the top down, saying it's the, the Democrats' fault in the local spending and here's this opportunity led by some brave people to say, hey, let's get in a room and figure this out for the average everyday people of Montana and so help to solve this problem and give some of the money back that we shouldn't be keeping. And, and again, I, I just think it's so unique and you are so brave to come out and just make that opinion known because, again, it's not what you'll hear when you, you, know, when you hear sort of the, the average everyday spokesperson of the Republican Party. So thank you. Thank you for having the bravery. I, I really hope that you have further aspirations in your career beyond your current office. I know you're running again, and, and I believe you'll win, but there's, a, I think, a lot you could do at a much higher level for the state. I've, I've said it before, and I tell my friends all the time, I think you'd make an excellent governor, an excellent senator, for sure. I mean, when I look at, like, a Sheehy, who's just a, uh, an absolute joke, uh, you know, you, you would be a tremendous asset to this state. And I applaud you, sir. Thank you again for your service. All right. Thanks for the call. We're going to come right back. And uh, after he's done blushing, he will. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Our attorney general will answer that. We'll come right back after this quick timeout. This is Tom LeBond's. Welcome back to Talk Back. 721-1290 is our number. Let's get right back to the phones and say good morning to Tim. Tim, good morning. You're on Talk Back with Austin Knutson. Go ahead, please. Oh, great. Thanks for taking my call. I've got sort of a little bit of a brain teaser for him. So I've got friends, contractors, and cabinet supply guys. They've done some work for a client, and they've... The client decided they wanted to go along and remodel their kitchen and other areas. The contractor gave a check to the cabinet guy to deposit for the cabinets. The the owners haven't reimbursed the contractor for the for the check, but the cabinet guy got a, the final check from the owners. So now they we don't know who owns the cabinets because the contractor hasn't been reimbursed for the deposit he put on, but the owners paid for half of the cabinets. So that's the problem we have is who who would own those cabinets? Does the contractor own half and the homeowner own half? Or does the cabinet guy, who do we deliver them to? Wow. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Go, go yeah, ahead. Yeah. I, I told you. I told you it was a brain teaser. Well, I, so here, here, here has to be my official answer. 
you've probably got a contract dispute, right? That's that, that's a legal dispute between at least two parties right there. By state law, right. I, I am not allowed to give private legal advice. Um, oh, okay. If it, so, so I would say you, you whoever is involved probably needs to go visit with a lawyer and, and, and look at a contract. And if there's a dispute, you're probably going to end up either in some sort of arbitration or, or, or you're going to go to court. Uh, if it's, if it's that, right. if it's that valuable, um, if it, like, if it's a fraud situation, now that's a little different because I am in charge of the Office of Consumer Protection in Montana and we do no, in, it's in, not, investigate. It's not a fraud issue. Okay. Well, if, if, if it got to that, you, you, then, then I could, you know, come in and get involved and do some sort of an, an investigation. But what, what right. you're talking about sounds like a private civil contract dispute. And by civil, I mean it's not a criminal matter. This this is a this is a a civil right. court matter. So um, I cannot provide you any guidance on that. Um, I'll, I'll get myself into a bunch of hot water if I do that. So that's that's the best uh, I can I do for saw, you right I, there. I just thought it'd be a great brain brain teaser. Oh, <laughs> well, I'll be scratching my head about it all the way back to hell. Uh, well, yeah. Well, well, I will I will say that that that's why they call attorneys advocates because they can advocate for your cause. And they, the the two advocates get together and work things out. Yeah, well, and 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 I I will say, I mean, just generically speaking, this is exactly why I always advise my clients to to do a contract because in situations like this where you know it's it, it's a handshake, we we all think we want to be Montanans and shake hands, and you know my my word is good. That's fine until there's a dispute like this, you know, and you got multiple right. parties involved, and yeah, we all we talked about it over a beer last night or shook hands over a cup of coffee. Well, then it becomes a dispute. Well, what what exactly did you say? I mean, hypothetically speaking, get these contracts in writing. Right, right. All right, well, great. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you for the call, sir. Appreciate it. Elena is up next. Elena, good morning. You're on with Attorney General Knudsen. Go ahead, please. Good morning and Merry Christmas. You as well. Austin, you said something that caught my attention. Fraud. You get involved with fraud. Very interesting because there is fraud in my county, involving an elected official. But I won't go into that. There's two things I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, I called yesterday about a Supreme Court of the United States decision, Tyler versus Hennepin County, Minnesota. And it involved property taxes and delinquent taxes, forfeiture of uh, property um, for delinquent taxes. It may affect 21 states, and as I said yesterday, Montana is one of them. I think this will open up a can of worms. I know that they're, they're asking for a special session. I agree with that, they being their legislators. Definitely, and I hope this looks, is looked into because this forfeiture, as far as I'm concerned, does violate the Constitution. That's number one. Number two, um, the first time you ran a long time ago, I called, you probably don't remember it, and I asked about um, connecting a user-friendly, a people-friendly link to the AG's office, similar to what Texas has, where the people can contact the AG's office involving a problem in their county, city, or town regarding public servants. And you said that is a great idea. To date, we don't have anything like that. 
um, like you said, you don't get involved. You have to go through your county attorney. You have to do this and you have to do that if there's a problem. Um, there's also a Montana code annotated. I can I have that handy um, where if you have a complaint and you'd like to have people involved with a complaint, you can contact your county attorney and then if he does he doesn't do anything, then you can go further. Um, so I know I gave you a full plate. <laughs> But uh, you're an attorney. You know how to talk. <laughs> ah, tell you what, Elena. Uh, and and I, I get to jump in and say, I want to give him plenty of time to answer all those questions. So we're going to come af- after the break. And and uh, Attorney General Austin Knutson will tackle those. Jeff, Ted, and Dave are all waiting. Uh, within the next 18 minutes, we'll try to get as many calls in as we can. And we haven't even touched on the things you want to talk about. So we're, we're going to come right back uh, right after this. For the... This is your captain. We are going to be experiencing some slight turbulence. Please fasten your... Oh, hold on. Just got a video of my cat. Imagine the pilot of an airplane was as confident as you are texting and driving. Seems kind of crazy when you put it like that. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Hey, we are back. This is Talkback. 721-1290 is our number. Okay. Elena gave you uh, uh, quite a bit of things to talk about, Austin. Go ahead. She did. I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can remember everything. So, Elena, your first question was about Tyler versus Hennepin County, uh, a U.S. Supreme Court case that had to do with the takings clause. Uh, as I, if, if my memory serves, what happened was the, the, the state of Minnesota took some property. They, they foreclosed on some private property, some land due to the owner's non-payment of taxes. And I think what, what what the issue was, was the land was worth more than what was owed in taxes. And so the, the issue was, you know, is is that surplus value that was taken by the state, was that a takings under the U.S. Supreme, uh, under the U.S. Constitution? And the answer is yes. Um, that might have some implications here in Montana. I mean, I, I'll tell you, I, I, number one, I'm not in charge of the Department of Revenue, but I, I don't believe we do a lot of this. I mean, that, that would be done at the county level if, if your property taxes were not being paid and you owed a bunch of back taxes and the value was high enough. At that point, your county attorney and your, your county treasurer might get together and they might try to, try to repossess your property for non-payment of taxes. Um, I, I, pretty rare bird here in Montana. Uh, so number, number one, there's that. Um, the website, you are exactly right. I, I do remember that conversation with you. I, I will tell you, we are right in the middle of a complete redesign of our entire Department of Justice webpage because it, it's, it's, it's pretty dated. Um, it, it needs, it needs a full, a full redo and a, a full facelift. And we're, we're right in the middle of that. It's taken us a little longer than we thought because there's a lot of very dated information and dated infrastructure there. So, um, we're working on it. We, we do deal with fraud. We typically don't get involved in the local allegations because there needs to be an investigation. Now we do have some authority at our division of criminal investigation to come in if, if there's, if there's allegations of criminality with your local officials. Um, and, and that's, again, that's quite rare. Uh, but that authority is there. Yes. All right. Let's get another caller. This is Jeff. Uh, Jeff, good morning. You're on talk back with Austin Knutson. Go ahead, please. Hey, good morning again, Austin. A privilege to be able to talk to you. I love that about this state. Yeah, uh, no, not at all. What's up? 
well, the Supreme Court, the Montana Supreme Court has a dubious distinction of being, if not the most overturned, one of the most overturned courts, uh, state courts in the, uh, in the nation. And, uh, but one thing I've never heard them overturned about is what I believe is termed blog rolling, which is their tendency to turn, to strike down conservative constitutional amendments passed by conservative legislatures, uh, based on an overbroad reach of, uh, of the amendment that it's not limited to a single issue. And, uh, I was wondering if there's a way to, uh, bring that to the U.S. Supreme Court. I asked Rob Nadelson, and he said, I think the, the original uh, ruling back in the 70s that kind of started this whole log rolling thing was uh, the statute of limitations had passed. But I was just wondering if there was any way of doing of bringing that to the Supreme Court, maybe by yourself or in concert with other uh, attorneys general um, to kind of get that rectified. And then... Uh, question that came up on hold was um, right now the takings clause prohibits uh, say a contractor from taking a house if I have a construction project on my house um, and I don't pay the contractor they can't repossess my house all they can do is put a lien against it is there a way to apply that to the counties so that if somebody has a uh, has not paid their property taxes due to the fact that they're on a fixed income and they just flat can't afford it that uh, to modify uh, law so that the, the counties, all they could do is put a lien against the house. And, and in the event the house was ever sold, they could collect the money that way. So sorry to give you two questions when I started with one. but That's okay. I, I, I think I got it. So I'll, you, I'll, I'll, I'll answer your second one first. Yeah, there, there is a way to do that. Uh, you know, basically make a construction lien same process apply for the, for the county for, for non-payment of, ta- of property taxes. That would have to be done at the legislature. I mean, that that would be pretty simple to do. the The legislature could come into session, and a, a bill could get introduced, and we'd debate it and talk about it, and the governor would look at it. Um, but certainly, the legislature would have that authority to put that process in, in, in place or, or or change the current process. So that yes, technically that that could be done. Your first question is a little trickier. Um, not only do we have the most overturned Supreme Court in the country. We also have the most uh, we, we we have we have the state supreme court that overturns itself more than any other state supreme court in the country. Um, they'll 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 issue an opinion that today and then tomorrow they'll they'll turn around and and flip that one on its ear because it, 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 it there's a different result, which is what you don't want from your courts. Uh, and I've got a great example of that. I mean, my office, whenever whenever a constitutional initiative or, or a voter initiative comes up, it comes to my office for a legal review, and we get, we, we have to determine whether or not it's constitutional. Uh, about three months ago, we determined one was not constitutional because those voter initiatives by Montana Constitution can only be about one, one subject. They have to be simple. It can't do a whole bunch of different things. Uh, we determined that that one of the proposed initiatives, and it and it was a it was a a, a Republican initiative, but it, it was it was it was overbroad. It had too many topics. Um, that was appealed, and the Supreme Court agreed with me. They said, "Yeah, we agree. That, that too too much stuff." Okay, we'll turn around here. About two weeks ago, I made a similar determination uh, on on a on a, a voting structure primary voter initiative. Very, very complex, did lots of different things. I struck, I, I, I determined it was unconstitutional for the exact same reason. 
not because of what it contained, but because it did so many different things. On that one, the state Supreme Court disagreed with me. And it's hard to look at that and say that that wasn't political. I mean, I I think they think that that's going to help them out and maybe their party out, but maybe that's me being cynical. Um, can we can we take that kind of stuff up to the U.S. Supreme Court? I mean, maybe under the Fourteenth Amendment, equal protection, there might be an argument there. Those are very tough cases to win. Um, I, I doubt the U.S. Supreme Court would grant cert over something like that, and I, I doubt we'd get any help from any other states because, frankly, I don't think any other states have a state Supreme Court as activist as ours. And with that, we're going to take another break. We'll come right back with Ted and Dave's questions. Uh, Austin Knutson, our Attorney General, doing yeoman's work, answering all these questions here this morning. We really appreciate it. We're going to come right back and in one minute. With me is Lieutenant... Hey, welcome back to Talk Back. 721-1290 is our number. We're thrilled to have with us Austin Knutson, our Attorney General, and he's here to answer your questions this morning. We appreciate, again, uh, the fact that he's willing to do that. And we have Ted waiting. Uh, Ted, good morning. You're on Talk Back with Austin Knutson. Go ahead, please. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Uh, good morning, guys. Um, my question is, is over the weekend, there was a attempted vehicular manslaughter in Billings. And it was targeted towards a certain race of people. I'm just wondering if they've been formally charged with a hate crime. Thank you. All right. Thanks for the call. So I, I'm familiar with that case. Uh, it happened just a couple of days ago. Um, I know charges have been filed. I, I don't know if they've been formally charged with a hate crime yet. I, I would imagine they're probably still investigating that, whether or not that person was motivated uh, by some sort of um, hate hate crime uh Whatever the animals. Might yeah, be. I mean, be, because we do have hate crime statutes in the criminal code of Montana. If if, if you commit a crime and it's it's motivated by by race, gender, uh, ethnicity, I mean, that there 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 is a sentence enhancement there. My guess is I I I know the county attorney down there quite well. He does a very good job. He's got great staff. My guess is that they're still investigating that, and. I would just about guarantee that if they find in the investigation that that is what motivated that lady, that that those charges will be filed. And and you would you would want them to be extra careful because when when you do that, it, it does set a precedent. Absolutely, right? so absolutely. But I mean, it, investigations take time, and this I mean, the, this literally was a, a couple days ago. There's lots of witnesses. Uh, the, the police have to have a lot of people to talk to here. Um, I, I know that individual has been charged, I believe, with, with attempted deliberate homicide or at least assault with a weapon uh, because she did use her vehicle. Um, so there are charges um, that I, I would very much suspect that we will see some hate crimes ch- charged against her as well. But at, at this point, too early to say. Got it. All right, let's get Dave on the line. Dave, good morning. You're on with Austin Knutson. Go ahead. Thanks for holding. Yes, I'm not sure you deal with schools at all, but um, private schools... Uh, from what I can gather, private schools have the right to refuse to uh, enter, have any child come into their school. And as such, a lot of uh, special needs students who may want to go to a private school are turned down and sent to, to the public school system. And I'm just curious if you ever get into a problem there with private schools actually discriminating against students. Right, thanks, Dave. So, so your your initial impression is right. I I don't deal with that kind of stuff. I I don't have any kind of jurisdiction over schools unless there's a criminal matter. Um, generally, if 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 there was a private school discriminating against against certain types of children, I mean that would be 
that would be a private lawsuit that would have to be brought. That, that's not something the state of Montana could could do for that person or, or for their family. Um, personally, I would really question your statement that this happens a lot because I don't think that it does. First of all, we don't have a lot of private schools in Montana. Uh, they, they, they're only in kind of the population centers. Um, I, I'm, I'm kind of familiar with, with some of the school choice crowd and, and, and some of the private school crowd. I, I would really, really, really question whether that actually happens or if that's kind of a, an outside perception. But certainly if it did happen and it was a, it, it was a violation of someone's civil rights, that, that's a private, private matter of law and, and you could sue. We only have a few precious minutes. We have four minutes left. I know you you sent ahead several things you wanted to talk about. One is uh, filing a lawsuit against Instagram and Meta. What's going on with that? Well, so we did an investigation into a lot of uh, social media companies, but Instagram was one that in the course of our investigation, we found out. So so when you get on the the Apple Store or the the Google Play Store and you're going to download Instagram, they advertise it, it, it as safe for teenagers. 13 plus, it's completely safe. Well, what we found is that we set up a couple of fake accounts and, and put ourselves out there as, as teenage boys or teenage girls. Uh, it doesn't take long and you're getting, you're getting drug content. You're getting suicide content. You're getting body, body modification content. Uh, you're getting a lot of drug content and it didn't take long before we were actually being contacted by drug dealers via the Instagram messenger trying to sell us drugs. So, uh, we've talked to Instagram about this. They they hold themselves out as being safe for kids. It turns out we've got some documentation that Instagram n- knew and has known for some time that they've got a problem with this kind of content going to teenagers, but they don't want to do anything about it because of, of the revenue that those kids generate. Is Montana the only state doing this, or do you, do you have other partners in this? Well, so this is our lawsuit solely, but what's interesting is almost the same time I filed my, my, my lawsuit or our, our state lawsuit, New Mexico filed an almost identical lawsuit of their own. That's a Democrat administration down there. I mean, you've got a Democrat governor, you've got a Democrat attorney general, but they they came to the same conclusion with their own independent investigation, and they also sued Meta, which owns Instagram. So uh, Instagram knows they got a problem here. If if you're going to advertise this stuff as safe for kids, it had better be safe for kids. Let's talk about uh, fentanyl in the southern border and uh, how it affects it's affecting us here in Montana. Hugely. I mean, this is the number one thing I always talk about. I'm, I'm the chief law enforcement official. 2022 was an absolutely shattering, record-setting year for our fentanyl seizures. Um, Peter, it's 2023. We're not even done with the year yet. Uh, we've got you know a few weeks left. Uh, we've already smashed last year's fentanyl seizure records by almost double. Um, so that tells you what the cartels are up to. What, what's interesting is actually the, the, the methamphetamine numbers are down uh, for the first time s- since probably 20 years. Uh, the fentanyl numbers are actually, excuse me, the, the methamphetamine numbers are down, but fentanyl is way, way, way up. Um, this is what's driving the crime problem in Montana. This is why we have cartels operating in Montana. This is why we've got dr- uh, gangs operating in some of our larger cities. Um and and this all goes back to the southern border. These drugs are all, and I mean all, not just my opinion. We know this. The drugs are all coming from the southern border because it's wide open. And this president and his administration just don't want to talk about it. They're just turning a blind eye to it. They're, they're flagrantly ignoring current federal law 
on how to enforce the border. Uh, that, that's why I've had to sue them several times because they don't want to follow the law. I'm, I'm not asking for new law. I'm saying just enforce the laws that are already on the books. Uh, and they don't want to do it because we are paying for it here. We are paying for it huge. Our our, our jails are full. Our, our law enforcement is over overtaxed. Um, we're, we're in a bad situation here, and it's because the southern border. Folks want to get find out more about what your office is doing. Where should they go? Go to mtdoj.com. Now, Elena, you're right. We need to update that website. But you, <laughs> there, there are press releases, and, and we keep it updated with what we're up to on there. Uh, there, there, there's a full update coming to that website, but uh, if you want to find out what we're up to and what we're doing, mtdoj.gov. Well, Austin, keep up the good work. And and by the way, anytime something's going on, uh, give Nick a call. We'll put you on whether you're on the phone or not. Awesome. Thanks so much, right. guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's always a pleasure. And Merry Christmas to you and your family. You as well. Thanks, Thank fellas. You. All right, Mr. Nick, what's coming up on tomorrow's fabulous program, sir? Uh, tomorrow will be a best of show because I will be out, um, but on Friday... We will have uh, Walt Kiro. He will be on for the full two hours. We are back to being on at 8 o'clock on Friday, so he'll be right. on from 8 to 10. All right. Get out there and enjoy this day. Uh, I, I, the snow, who knows where it's going to, if it's going to fall, but we're just going to ride with the weather. So get out there and uh, have a good day, and we'll see you tomorrow morning bright and early with uh, Ace Sour Wine on Montana Morning right here on KGVO.